0: Legend has it that in an area of southern New Jersey known as the Pine Barrens, a terrifying creature can be seen flapping its leathery wings and heard bellowing a blood-curdling scream. In this episode, we're going to talk about a mysterious cryptid with origins going back to 1735, the Jersey Devil. Let's take a listen. Hello and welcome to Things You Don't See Every Day with Chris Taliaferro. I am the aforementioned Chris Taliaferro and I just want to thank all of you for joining me on this wonderful, wonderful day and for this episode on one of my favorite cryptids, the Jersey Devil. Now, um, for those of you that may not be aware, cryptids are um, creatures like the Loch Ness Monster, or Bigfoot, uh, the, uh, the Yeti, or, or as a famed broadcaster Tony Schiavone would call him, the Yeti, uh, the Mexican Chupicabra. I love saying that one. That's, that's one of my favorites. Um, these are all cryptids. These are animals or creatures that um, cannot necessarily be proven to uh, verifiably exist. Uh, And uh, my home state of New Jersey uh, has its very own uh, famed mythical cryptid, and it's the Jersey Devil. So I wanted to uh, discuss it a little bit today because I don't think people are as aware of the Jersey Devil as they are some of these other cryptids. So I thought it'd be a good topic to get into. So let's get started. Uh, The Jersey Devil, uh, who's also known as the Leeds Devil, or the Devil of Leeds, Leeds being spelled L-E-E-D-S, and uh, just remember that name, it's going to come up a lot, um, but the Jersey Devil's origins begin with a resident of the Pine Barrens, which is, you know, again, an area of New Jersey, a uh, Pine Barrens resident named Jane Leeds, now see, I told you that name was going to come up a lot, right, I, I, I wasn't mm-hmm. lying. Uh, so Jane Leeds is also known as Mother Leeds, and as the, uh, as the myth goes, as the legend says, Mother Leeds had 12 children, and upon becoming pregnant a 13th time, Mother Leeds cursed the child out of frustration, and that curse is what led to the creation of the Jersey Devil. Now, again, the the legend begins with Jane Leeds, but there is a real historical person named Deborah Leeds. And what we know about Deborah Leeds is that her husband Japheth, interesting name, named 12 children in his will so, when this very real man died, he named 12 children in his will. So, in the legend, we have Jane Leeds. Jane Leeds has 12 children, curses the 13th. But in real life, we have Deborah Leeds. And we know because of her husband's will that Deborah most likely had 12 children. Now, it's possible that maybe. Maybe your husband had children with other women. Who knows? But the numbers are similar enough where I I, I don't necessarily think it's coincidence. I think it's fair to say that Deborah Leeds may have been the inspiration for Jane Leeds. Sometimes names and dates and specifics when you're talking about a legend, when you're talking about folklore... Uh, you know, the the type of tales that you say around the campfire, the details can get muddied and get mixed up. So, I think it's fair to say that Jane Leeds is probably inspired by Deborah Leeds. But, let's get into what happened on the night the 13th child was born in 1735 mother Leeds went into a long and arduous labor on a dark and stormy night surrounded by her closest friends when the baby was finally delivered it had the appearance of a normal healthy child but soon changed into a creature with the head of a goat, a bat's wings, a forked tail, and hooves. While screaming bloody murder, the Jersey Devil lashed and whipped everyone in the room with its tail before exiting through the chimney and disappearing into the barrens. A dark and foreboding tale to be certain But after this break, I'll go back into the family history of the real Deborah Leeds, a family history that is likely the root cause of this entire myth to begin with. Stay with us. Before the break, I did say that we were going to get into the history of the ancestors of the real life Deborah Leeds who seem to be the inspiration for the legend of the Jersey Devil. But the story is a little more complicated than that. It's a little more complicated than Deborah Leeds simply being the inspiration. And this is why I'm going to get into... A bit of her family history you see it turns out that long before Deborah Leeds and her husband had 12 children long before they allegedly had a 13th that became a devil creature of some kind the Leeds name was associated with negative thoughts, negative connotations, and the term leads devil predates Deborah and her husband. What am I talking about? Well, (laughs) well, I'm gonna get into it. That's, that's what I'm here for. Brian Regal, a historian of science at Keene University. He did a little, little digging and turns out the mother lead story wasn't based on one historical figure, but rather it originated from Southern New Jersey, religio-political disputes with the resulting gossip giving eventual birth to the folklore. So, in other words, a lot of people talked a lot of crap about the Leeds family because of these religio-political disputes. And eventually, the Leeds name was associated with the devil. So, wow. So, let's... (laughs) The term religio-political disputes might sound a little vague, so I'm gonna get a little more specific, okay? So Daniel Leeds was an Almanac publisher, and Daniel Leeds is Deborah Leeds's ancestor, okay? And his rival in the world of Almanac publishing His rival instigated the disputes that I mentioned earlier, the religio-political disputes. What do I mean by religio-political disputes? Well, Daniel was labeled as someone who was a heretic, who used uh, imagery that was against God, that was of the devil. None of these things were necessarily founded, but these were the allegations that were levied against Daniel Leeds. So he had these disputes with people about his religious affiliations, the imagery that he was affiliated with. He had to fight off these allegations. And these allegations were levied by his rival in the Almanac publishing world. See, Daniel Leeds was an Almanac publisher, and his rival thought that one good way to get Daniel out of the way was to associate Daniel with the devil. So you might be asking yourself, who was Daniel's rival in the Almanac publishing world? What type of person would be so cutthroat would be so vindictive as to accuse their rival of being associated with Satan himself in order to gain an advantage who what who would do this Benjamin Franklin Yes that Benjamin Franklin so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it all, all out there for you. Alright, check this out. Benjamin Franklin. That guy, you, you have the picture in your head of, of Benjamin Franklin. I'm not talking about anybody else. Okay? This isn't like a this isn't like a Vanessa Williams, Vanessa L. Williams type of situation where I'm saying one person's name and you might be thinking I'm talking to somebody else. No, 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 no. Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin had a rival that he wanted out of the way so bad. He got so mad at someone that was in his field, right, that he pretty much got everyone in the area that they were from to associate that guy with a devilish monster. Wow. Benjamin Franklin. That is a... (laughs) That's a hell of a grudge, man. My goodness. Wow. And the interesting thing about it... Is that... Franklin does this... Completely out of spite. Completely from... A honestly vindictive and kind of nasty place but it ends up kind of having a fun legacy you see after the legends of the jersey devil spread across the state and were eventually uh you know categorized in um You know, other publications that uh, talked about cryptids, uh, you know, the Time Magazine Mysteries of the Unexplained series, those types of books. Uh, Books like Weird New Jersey would uh, mention the Jersey Devil. Um, Once um, the Jersey Devil gained some notoriety, it became fun. It became just kind of folklore. It just became one of those things that people talk about. Like Paul Bunyan or, you know, John Henry. Just a fun tale. Just, you know, maybe something to uh, discuss around the campfire. But we got this interesting piece of Americana from Benjamin Franklin kind of being a dick. (laughs) Isn't that weird? It's weird to me. I don't know. (laughs) I think it's really crazy that somebody could be that mad, that upset. Hmm. Wow, tells us a lot. I do wanna talk about one lasting piece of the Jersey Devil's legacy And we're going to talk about that in just a second. The Jersey Devil has a lasting legacy in the form of a sports team. In 1974, the Kansas City Scouts hockey team was founded in Kansas City, Missouri. In 1976, the Scouts moved to Denver, Colorado and became the Rockies. But then, in 1982, they moved to East Rutherford, New Jersey, where they took on their most iconic name, the New Jersey Devils. It was a mascot and a name that was obviously inspired by the legends from the Pine Barrens and was, quite frankly, fitting for a team representing the Garden State. It was something that was representative of history, of folklore, of fun, that wasn't necessarily poking fun at anyone, um, like... The Cleveland Indians or anything like that. No, no, um, no minorities were harmed in the uh, forming of the name of the New Jersey Devils. It's something that you can kind of poke lighthearted fun at. It's just cool. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Um, the New Jersey Devil uh, caused me to cough because... You see, uh, it has powers, and it doesn't really want me to have a successful podcast. So, of course, it's going to make my uh, my throat a little dry in the moment when uh, I need uh, it not to be dry. That's what the the Jersey Devil does. But <laughs> it is fun. Um, I'm I am a I'm a big fan of the uh, New Jersey Devils hockey team. Uh, I've been a fan since. 1995 when they won their first of three Stanley Cups. I've been to all three Stanley Cup celebrations in the parking lot of uh, the Meadowlands. It's good to have a team that you like that's been successful and to uh, enjoy uh, that success and, um, you know, just kind of revel in that success. I've Gone to um, multiple games, not only uh, in their old uh, in their old stadium, but uh, now uh, they currently play uh, in uh, beautiful downtown Newark in the Prudential Center, affectionately known as the Rock. And uh, I've gone to uh, I've gone to multiple games there. I've I've taken my son to games. We've had a wonderful time. Um, It's fun it's fun times. I have, I have cute pictures of, uh, my son and I, um, uh, hanging out with the, uh, New Jersey Devils mascot when, uh, I did a, um, what was it? A 3k or a 5k run? I can't remember. I can't remember what the, uh, the run was, but the New Jersey Devils mascot came out and, uh, he was hanging out with all the kids and high-fiving everybody. And, uh, It was just really funny that uh, this devilish, evil thing that Benjamin Franklin started ended up being a, a lovable mascot for children of all ages. So, you know, in life things can really just kind of turn in so many different directions and they can start one way and they can end up a completely different type of thing Um, it's crazy it's crazy to think that you know it went from Benjamin Franklin being upset about something to someone saying that because someone had 12 children the 13th one was going to be evil now the evil thing has you know a goat's head bat's wings hooves a forked tail. It's eating livestock. You know, it's funny. There's so much I didn't get to in this episode. I, oh man, I didn't even get to the fact that the whole deal with the Jersey Devils that it eats livestock. I was trying to, I was trying to end on a nice note with, uh, with the mentioning of the uh, New Jersey Devils hockey team and how it can kind of go into a positive direction. But I, I really can't leave without mentioning that. Yeah, the New Jersey devil is is really strongly accused of just devouring and just massacring livestock on a large scale and and um, there have been official news reports that have been attributed to the new the, to the Jersey devil just tearing livestock apart. So that's a thing. I guess that's the positive thing I can leave you with. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no! I won't leave you with that. Think of uh, the wonderful hockey team in New Jersey, three-time Stanley Cup winners, uh, the uh, the home team of the legendary goalie Martin Brodeur, who I was uh, privileged enough to see play more than once. And uh, yeah, keep that thought in your head. Not the not the livestock murder stuff. Um, really hard to segue to the next thing, but, um, I have, uh, a really quick special guest that's going to be, uh, just joining me for a second. Um, we're going to discuss a voice message that I got from a listener. So, uh, just hold on one second and you're going to hear from my special guest. Stay with us. Please, I beg of you. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by leaving one third of a juice in the fridge for like a week and a half. I mean, were you really going to finish it? You weren't. Recently I was a guest on the podcast of someone I know very very well, Quadria Marie of On the Cue Productions, and I actually have her here with me right now. Quadria, how are you doing?
1: Yes, I'm I'm well.
0: That's Thank good. You. That's good. I'm glad you're well. Um so uh when we were on your show, uh I asked for Uh, some of your listeners to send me some voice messages and we have a voice message from one of your loyal listeners and I just wanted to yeah no yeah we do so I just wanted to play it now and um, get your response to uh, the lovely message from one of your dedicated Mm -hmm. listeners
1: yeah sure I want to hear it
0: okay all right so we're gonna play it and uh, we'll take a listen and we'll be back after we play it yo what's going on chris i saw you live on the q podcast on facebook good looks man much continued success and maybe we could talk to each other on the podcast one day maybe i could be a guest on yours you may want to be a guest on mine may the most high bless you and may all good things happen to you and for you and your lady peace so that was a message from Karev from the Heritage Hip Hop podcast. Um I mean, I would be down to talk to him on my show. I mean, what do you, what do you think? Would yeah, you Yeah,
1: I definitely think you should. I just want to give him a shout out for, you know, leaving you a message. I know how important that is, you know, for you. I know how you like to feel connected to the listeners the same way I am on my on my podcast. So I appreciate uh, Karev for, you know, sending his blessings for both of us. You know, he did say, and your lady. (laughs) He did.
0: He did. You were included. And you're you're my lady, right? Is that how That's how it works. Yeah, okay, all right.
1: So, uh, again, I would love to have him on my podcast and and to see him on yours. I think you'll both be able to uh, support each other
0: okay great great you want to just tell people where they can find you
1: yeah i have uh i have a podcast it's called on the queue with quadria marie uh, you guys can find me on social media <laughs> uh facebook uh, on the queue productions um on twitter live on the queue and uh on instagram on the queue productions
0: all right um do you have any other ventures that you're? Entering? Yes,
1: I, I I have a new venture and I just started uh, January the first New Year's Day. Um, I have a group of ladies that I'm working with. Uh, it's a new podcast called Whatever You Say.
0: Whatever you say.
1: Yes, okay. exactly. Whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever you say. You say. Uh, again, we just launched. Um, we're going to be on on Spotify, uh, Apple as well. Um, Anchor. Such as the show. Anchor. Anchor.fm. <laughs> anchor. yeah, I'm, I'm so. familiar with the platform. Yes. yes, yes. And Shout out always, to Anchor. Yes, Anchor is, is coming is coming along making moves now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what we're all doing. We're all about, you know, being progressive. Yeah. And uh, again, you can find us on on Twitter as well, Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Under whatever you say.
0: Okay. Well, uh, thank you for uh coming on and uh, just Addressing uh, the uh, mm-hmm. the 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 voice message that we got from uh, one of your yeah, loyal so listeners. Yeah, it was nice to hear. Yes, yes. So, um, if you guys want to uh, follow things you don't see every day with Chris mm-hmm. Taliaferro, you can follow the show on social media. We are on Instagram as well as Facebook. You can type in at Things You Don't See podcast again. At Things You Don't See podcast. If you go to YouTube and you type in Things You Don't See Every Day with Chris farrell we pop right up. We're right there. There's mm-hmm. clips, there's fun stuff. Follow us, join the movement.
1: Thanks, yes. everybody.
0: Take care. Bye bye.